Yeah, it's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your head to the side and said you're angry. Three. Scott. What? You've been singing that song constantly. I just sing it with a group of friends. No. Wait, what group? No. That group of friends? No, it's just a bunch of people who hang out with like an acoustic guitar. Uh Yeah, Yeah, led by a very charismatic leader. Uh, It's nothing. Who's isolating you from your friends and family? It's not a cult. It's a cult. Is it a cult if we all wear the same outfit? Yes. Is it a cult if we sing 90s pop songs on an acoustic guitar? Uh, Yeah, usually around a fire, right? But we're not vampires anymore. Scott, I need you to sit in this chair, and we're going to read you some letters, and then you can decide what you want to do after that. That's right. We watch what we do in the shadows, the wellness center. So you know what that means? It's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Don't sing if you want to live long They have no use for your song You're dead, you're dead, you're dead You're dead and out of this world Tear me apart, Lisa! Oh, dang! I'm so excited! I'm so scared! Oh, no. Hey, would you mind putting that gun away? My wife doesn't care, but I'm a very timid fellow. You idiot. Don't be mean. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Rider's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Carlin. Hi. <laughs> and we <laughs> end Shocktober with what we do in the shadows. Yes. With my wife. Yes. You don't do it anymore. <laughs> you don't do the thing. The thing that everyone tunes in for. Oh, that's what they tune in for? Yeah, they, they tune in for you going, your wife, and then they turn it off. Well, goodbye. <laughs> so thank God for what we do in the shadows, because now I have a TV show every year to talk about. For Shocktober, yeah. For Shocktober. I mean, there's plenty of TV shows I could do. Yeah. But. This one's just fun to talk about. It holds a special place in my heart. It really does. It's probably one of the best TV shows like ever created. Yeah, it's definitely my new favorite show. So why don't you give us the TV guide rule for this episode? Oh, well, Nandor, you see, has found himself in a very deep, deep vampire depression. (laughs) He needs a Xanax real bad, but there's no Xanax for vampires, so... Instead, he finds himself listless, and that brings him to the doorstep of Cree Summers and her cult of wannabe human vampires. Yeah, and the actual TV guy would probably just say, Nandor joins a cult. That's exactly what it would say, (laughs) word for word. (laughs) So I got to ask you a very important question right up front. Okay. Because we did some research, to our credit, we did some research before we uh, began this podcast. Mm-hmm. Do you think that you would end up in a cult? No. Really? Yeah. Because, as we've established, very educated people do find themselves in cults. Yeah, I know. Like, we watched you- Waco. Yeah. Well, you watched Waco, and I tuned in for two I w- episodes. I watch a lot of cult shows. <laughs> <laughs> so many cult shows. But... No, I'm just curious because, like, there's so many different types of cults out there. And the way they attract you is different. 
Just because I didn't cancel my Planet Fitness membership <laughs> for the longest time doesn't mean I was in the we cult. We did. They pulled out our fingernails to, you know, have us sign the contract in blood. But no. we got out of it. So, no, I don't think I would. Because, A, it requires me to leave my home and join a new home. Which Not necessarily. I, I, I wouldn't. I, I think I would know and I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I just... You know, it's it's not about being easily, you know, following. What's the word? Following Blind, a, blindly following. Blindly follow, following a charismatic leader. I just, I'm such a stubborn son of a bitch that, like, I yeah. if if I'm not the one dictating my own life, or you, <laughs> I guess I'm in the cult of Haley, but. <laughs> I don't dictate your life. No, but we're married. Oh so my like, god, we're gonna get some concerned emails. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, unless it's like someone I trust, I'm not gonna like. If someone's like, "Hey, you need to talk to this person," they really know the way. I'm gonna be like, "No, they don't." <laughs> what does the cult of Haley even look like? Just it's dogs. Just dogs it's everywhere. Just you, me, and a bunch of dogs. <laughs> um. If I'm quite honest with you, I think I'd like they'd get me for the initial meeting, maybe two meetings. But like you, it's well, it's not a stubbornness thing so much as it is a um, I'm a cheap bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so you'd be like like when Maria Bamford was asked to join a cult. She in her. I don't remember that bit. It's from her earliest. I'm sure stand-up. I've heard it. I just don't remember. It's it. like, hey, Maria, it's just a bunch of friends that get together, and this is a cult. And she goes, sure, I'll join your cult. And yeah. She had no money at the time, so they're like, can you ask someone? And she's like, could you loan me five hundred dollars? Yeah. That's the thing, though. I I wouldn't make it because one, I'm a, like I said, I'm a cheap ass bitch. I I wouldn't like graduate to the other levels or I should say pay pay my way through it yeah and also I don't I don't want to say I have a problem with authority (laughs) but I kind of have a problem with authority because you don't give a damn about your reputation no I just I just don't ever think you should rely on one person to form an opinion yeah that's why when when we were watching the documentary on um, the vow, the the one yeah, about Keith Raniere, Keith Raniere, um, Nexium, Nexium, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. When we were watching it, I'm like, oh, shit, you got to play volleyball. There's no- <laughs> Hon- honestly, that's your main complaint. It, it, it's valid. I hate volleyball as yeah, well. No, but if they made me do like a recreational like sport or activity, be like, oh, we're having fun. I'm like, no. It- yeah, and it's also, you know, it kind of reminds me. I had a friend in middle school who uh, we became friends very early on. I was brand new to the school. And right away, they tried to isolate me. And, like, I wasn't allowed to sit with anybody else. You know, we had a set routine. And I had a problem with that right away. (laughs) So, if... You can't see it, but I'm giving Haley a look. I'm very (laughs) concerned right now. It, it, It just... I, I just got fed up real quickly. So that if that's like that, I feel like is like very culty on a small scale. Like you've got this very charismatic person that initially lures you in and then they completely isolate you. Yeah. So 
And this and in- like Nandor, I was in a very vulnerable <laughs> position. Well, I was the, the new kid. Yeah, that's the thing. Like th- they find you when when you're depressed. Yeah, yeah, it, or you're or you're at a crossroads. And that's what Nandor is at because he's like 800 years old. Yeah, and like you're searching for meaning. Like many like many people find themselves ending up in cults for a variety of reasons. But ultimately, like these people know who they're targeting. And there's always something like that these people are looking for or missing or, you know, they fall prey to. Anyone listening, this is Haley's bread and butter. Like It is my bread and butter. (laughs) Criminology, that's you. You, Yes. I'll come downstairs and you'll be watching, oh, so they tricked them into joining the cult and then they severed off their testicles. Like, (laughs) can we just watch an episode of Wings? I just watched the one about the uh, way down diet. Oh, come on, please. Can we just watch the Hackett Brothers? No. <laughs> no episodes of Wings. What about Frasier? But yeah. I'm I'm I think I'm just fascinated because cults scare the crap out of me. Yeah. I mean, as we've already established, like the scene the mob scene from Beauty and the Beast still kinda terrifies me. Well, then you would hate Halloween kills. I just don't like a hive mind. Well, the entire premise of Halloween kills is that the townspeople are sick of Michael Myers, so they team up and they form a mob, and then Michael Myers kills the mob. No, I'm kind of interested in seeing that. <laughs> You've made the sale. <laughs> but yeah. With- I can't help myself, Scott. This is the way I am. <laughs> well, with this episode, the thing that creeps me out the most is when he goes to the wellness center, how everyone, they're like, they're all smiley. and Yeah. And- well, let's talk about like just the opening yeah because what is it they're celebrating his, his ascension to the to becoming the viceroy of el conadar yeah yeah so basically yeah. him becoming a dictator i i gotta say i love what they're doing with um uh colin robinson's character this this uh, season He's always been kind of in the background. Yeah. He's effectively human wallpaper. Mm -hmm. And now they're kind of bringing him center stage. And I really like it. And I love him and Laszlo's relationship and how it's evolved. Well, I love him belly dancing. Yeah. Because uh, Guillermo makes it clear like Colin Robinson gets way too into this. (laughs) Colin, you, you can stop belly dancing now. I'm not doing this for you guys. I'm doing this for me. I just find it interesting that this is the this is the event that they all celebrate. Like oh, they're yeah. all super that, into. That's what like blows my mind is that because Nandor is the butt of everyone's joke pretty much in the house. Yeah, like they like him, but he's kind of more tolerated. He's like the Bob Saget of this full house. Yeah. I'm getting I'm gonna a fall. lot I'm of just, text messages I'm just going to play along with that reference as someone who's never seen Full House. He's the, the boring, you know, straight lace, the straight man. I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't say that, but... No, but he's the stickler. Yeah. that That's what Danny Tanner was on Full House. He was the stickler. Okay, yeah. Yeah, listen to me, clean the house. Yeah. That's Nandor. But he All does right. that to Guillermo. Yeah. <laughs> and I love how... Guillermo right away says to Laszlo, he's like, oh, you, you might not want to wear that. And and Laszlo fights back and then he points out, no, there were a bunch of rats, you know, making that their home. He's like, ah, yes, <laughs> then you are correct. Yeah, like they all get into their special outfits. 
Guillermo has balloons and confetti and crepey paper. Yeah, I love how they now call it just crepey paper for him. I'm calling it crepey paper now. It's I go into paper. Michael's and I'm like, where's the crepey paper? I also don't lo- look at me weird. I love Nadia's little like mom clap when she yeah, gets. Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> good for you. Yeah, because this was the second episode in a row that she did that. Or she did it when Laszlo wins his trial with <laughs> with that vampire. Yeah. Yeah, she does the clap. I love her mom clap. Oh, and did you notice? Because when we watched it the second time, know who's also at the Ascension? Uh, yes. Um, oh, God, what's her name? Not Christian. Sh- not Kristen Schaal. Sh- well, uh, this no. time she is. Yeah, I was going to say Kristen Schaal is in it. Yeah, but but from last year's, they had the little doll Nadja. Oh, yeah. That yeah. kills me. Well, they focused on her like a lot. I, in one episode. I, I love how they're treating her like she's the, the third female lead of this <laughs> show. And I love that Kristen Schaal is now like part of the crew. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that for like a good two minutes, no one is really in this episode except for Nandor and when Guillermo is concerned about Nandor. Yeah. yeah. For the but, most part, this is Nandor's episode. But when they cut back to the rest of the group, when they talk about guillermo's peepee for two minutes and they're <laughs> this like is the most fascinating you've ever been go on <laughs> and how like everyone is just let down that they're not talking about genitalia <laughs> it just shows you immortality and genitals are still the most fascinating thing well the person who wrote this episode was stephanie robinson and her her career in writing and producing is insane she went from being a writer and co-producer of Fargo, the TV show, to Atlanta, to this. So she is on a hot streak. Yeah, but also, she I think she was a PA on... um, I don't even know if you can call that a streak. It's more like you're just hot. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I think she worked or, you know, had something to do with Only Lovers Left Alive. So that makes a lot of sense. Mm. And... I really think that what we do in the shadows, the whole relationship of Nadia and Laszlo, I think they took a little inspiration from uh, Hiddleston and Swinton for their yeah. their relationship. I can see that, definitely. Because they have like one of the healthiest relationships. Well, it's a very open relationship, which I feel like more immortality would do <laughs> to you regardless because you got to keep things spicy. <laughs> but yeah. Speaking of hundred years and you got to allow stuff to start getting weird. Speaking of being shitty in in relationships, Nandor falls for Jan right away. Yeah. Yeah. And Jan, of course, is played by Cree Summer. Yeah. And if you want to know what Cree Summers has been in, if that name does Summer, Cree Summer. Just Cree Summer. Yeah. If you want to know what Cree Summer has been in, the answer is everything. Yeah. Yeah everything she had a sitcom in the late 80s early 90s called uh different world which starred uh lisa bonet this who is the first time i've ever seen her in person though. well i grew up watching a different world i so. only read yeah right you know you're more familiar with her yeah that show live. starred jason momoa's wife <laughs> oh. lisa bonet who is zoe kravitz's mom yes and she played the best friend on that show Okay. And then from Are there, we talking about this show now? 
Yeah, well, I'm I'm going. Then she ended up doing voice acting, and this is the first time I've seen her in on I camera. I recognized her voice right away. She, she has hardly, a very distinct voice. Yeah, she hardly is ever on camera. Right. She's always behind the scenes. Yeah. Or behind a mic, I should say. Yeah. And honestly, I I wish she got more roles because she was... I have a feeling they're going to bring her back either later in the season or into the next season. Yeah. This was a delicious episode. Speaking of delicious, her eating that apple. That face she makes killed me. Because she's like, I shouldn't be doing this it's right just now. The, just the, like, the way she's chewing and staring at Nandor. <laughs> well, because... Like, he- mm, delicious, just forced, forced Because she knows she's going to be her- sick. Oh, yeah. Because you pointed out when she is drinking the water, she then talks yeah, about... Yeah, she exits the room. And you didn't know that those were actual printers that she was talking about? No. Because they were discontinued in 1986. Mm. My parents had two of them. Okay. <laughs> this has been Fun Facts with Scott. <laughs> well, that just shows... I think she became a vampire in the 80s. That would make sense with the aerobics? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a nice little little uh, niblet there. What if she was like one of those Wolf of Wall Street brokers who got turned into a vampire? That would make a whole lot of sense. Those They're definitely cult leaders. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Belfort. Are we in the writer's room right now? <laughs> <laughs> Are we peeling back the layers of this onion? I have no idea, but um, the aerobics. Are we establishing character? Well... The but aerobics, so, yeah. is, is that based on how, like, Soul Cycle was considered a cult or Bikram Yoga? Bikram Yoga, yeah. I know Soul Cycle. I think any, like, I mean. Get to the next level. Reach the pony. Yeah. They certainly follow the structure of a cult. And my, my thing is, it all depends on who's in charge. Yeah. And what their motivations are. Should we also Anything. bring up the fact that we watched a actual cult deprogrammer watch scenes from movies? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the background research we did for this. Yeah. yeah. And it was fascinating because clearly they watched a whole bunch of movies on cults. The one that you didn't know of, Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Yeah. That, that kind of happened in this. This is a story that we hear time and time again where someone is depressed, someone has fallen on hard times, someone is tired of being vulnerable. a vampire. Yeah, someone is tired of becoming a vampire. Becoming. Being, being a vampire. Yeah. Nandor has found himself in a depressive state. He no longer enjoys the things he used to love and decides after being introduced. To the wellness center. To the wellness center because he has to collect a debt. Yeah. Which I love the way Nadia talks him into it. She's like, oh, only the the strongest among us. <laughs> I'm go. sorry, my sweet turtle dove. I'm not man enough. <laughs> yeah. Colin Robinson. Yeah. Oh, no, I, I can't Whatever do the fuck that. he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I love the fact that their way of uh, dealing with someone who is in a vampire depressed state is just ignoring them. Yeah, that's literally their advice. Like, we don't acknowledge it. We We just pretend they're not there. Yep. 
Depression? What depression? Yeah, and Colin Robinson right away claims dibs on Nandor's room. Yeah, after he leaves. I think this is the most, this is also the most intense scene we've seen with uh, Guillermo and Nandor. Nandor. Uh, it's it's really kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, but. Where, like, as heartbreaking as the show can be, I would say. Right. But then they, they take away that heartbreaking moment by adding a boop. boop. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Because, so, Nan, this is when Nandor decides he's going to leave. He's moving in to the wellness center. He wants, he, he thinks he's going to find meaning being human. Or pretending to be human. I have to say, I do love when Colin Robinson says, why are you dressed like a Playmobil character? (laughs) Oh, that brought me right back to my childhood. (laughs) Because it was true. Yeah. He goes in a full suit of armor because that's what he thinks. That's what he died in. That's the last thing he wore as a human. Yes. And I, Um, I love... And Guillermo chases him out of the house and he's like, you know, why? Why don't you just make me a vampire? Please. Like, you're leaving. Do this one thing for me. I beg of you, please. So we can both be happy. And oh, the cruel Guillermo. irony is that Nandor is like, no, I couldn't do this to you. Immortality is a curse. I, it's, it's a double-edged sword because on the one hand, he's acknowledging that he does care about Guillermo. Well, but he's just not going to give him the one thing he's wanted. Going back to Guillermo's favorite movie, Interview with the Vampire, mm. he thought that he was a Lestat, but Nandor is actually a Louis. Louis? Yes. Brad, it, 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 I mean, yeah. it's Louis, but... Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I get what you're saying. But he's not Tom Cruise, he's Brad Pitt. Well, no, but uh, Guillermo wants to be Antonio Banderas's character. Yes. Right. Right, but we all know that Brad Pitt won't turn anyone into a vampire. I wonder, too, if he even can become a vampire or what that would look like for him because he is, he's got Helsing blood in him. Yeah. Like, what if they try to make him a vampire and it just goes weird? (laughs) I think, honestly, he would turn into a blade. I think he'd become a daywalker. Could be. I wonder, oh, I wonder if his blood is, like, poison to them. That's what I'm wondering, too. Can Like, it, even if they decide to make him a vampire, is it a possibility? Yeah. But I am loving Guillermo, the bodyguard. Because <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to talk more about the wellness center. <laughs> yeah, and then we're probably going to spend, like, 20 minutes talking about bare-naked ladies. Mm. <laughs> yes. We'll get there. So, Guillermo goes to the wellness center well before we get there they have the big reveal of nandor he gets his haircut and they're yeah. singing bare naked ladies oh yeah he is uh what do you call that haircut the it's um the farrah Fawcett haircut he doesn't have farrah hair he has like stamos in the 80s hair he's got yeah. uncle jesse hair yeah it's that classic like put together 80s dad yeah but he's a little fun. Yeah. It's been one week. Yes. That is I'll... the main song that is the crux of this entire cult. Yeah, that's the one song that they sing every night yep. when they're pretending to be human. Yep, that's their bonding. 
I love how their idea of cooking a meal is just cutting broccoli into thirds. Yep, and throwing it in the garbage. That's they what you take do with out, broccoli. When they showed, when they initially showed them without their fangs, I was like, and then they showed Nandor without his fangs. I'm like, oh god, like. But then I realized, like, oh, they grow back every night. They grow back every night because they're vampires. Because I was like, oh no, how is he going to get past this? And they grow back every night. We have to do this every night because they grow back. But she's finding a way to make it permanent. I love how everyone automatically assumes Jan has the answer, where in actuality, she don't know shit. But that's a cult leader for her. Right. That's what I love about it is she doesn't know shit. Right. And the whole point is to keep these guys on the hook and working towards this imaginary goal. And then, but you create barriers to that. Yeah. I also love her little nickname for him. Nandy? Nandy. Yeah. Oh, and they also like discuss taxes. That's what I I want to see a vampire file their taxes. Next season they need to have like dependents five million five thousand four hundred and fifty (laughs) six. I have thirty seven wives. I love thirty five of them. Um uh yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, when Cree Summers is... Why do I keep saying Cree Summers? Just remember the way that she introduces herself on podcast. She goes, it's a Cree, Cree Summer. Nice. Yeah. But when she's giving her... Uh, her When she's having those classes, those night classes. Yeah. I uh, love the when little vampire like, glasses oh, she has. You know... Ladies, when a man explains something to you that you already know, you put on this strained smile. But you it's tell like, it with accurate. your eyes. Accurate. She's been around. She knows. <laughs> yeah. So should we get into the bare naked ladies of it all? Sure. Do you have something to confess? I was. I a- want you to hold these two soup cans. <laughs> In the 90s. That's a reference to Scientology. Yeah, yeah. I was obsessed with the Bare Naked Ladies. I mean, like everyone my age in the 90s was. Mm. But I had been to over, you know, four or five Bare Naked Ladies concerts. As someone who's not very, like, knowledgeable about music or bands, what is another song by the Bare Naked Ladies besides uh, They had a bunch. This one. They had, If I Had a Million Dollars. Was that? Yeah. Oh, okay. They also did Broken to the Old Apartment. Broken to the Old Apartment. This is where we used to live. Broken glass, broken hungry, broken hearts and broken bones. This is where we used to live. And that one I don't know. Uh, line and bread, line and bread, line in bed like Brian Wilson did. Nope. Lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. But when I have, I'm lying in bed, just like Brian Wilson did. Whoa. No. Some of these I may have heard, but I just don't pinch know. me. Pinch me. No, that's kiss me. <laughs> no, they also had uh, It's All Been Done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh-uh. 
met you before the fall of Rome. Okay. That's how he sings. Stephen Page, that's how he sings. I visibly winced. If I put my fingers here and if I say So you're saying yeah. you and a bunch of other people were obsessed with the Bare Naked Ladies. Everyone in my middle school was obsessed with the Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. Because like in 98, that's when Stunt came out. And that's the album that had one week and it's all yeah. been done. I I don't get it. <laughs> They're just fun. I, yeah, I know. I understand. Like for middle school, I can get I, I can understand that. Well, also, they had two lead singers. They had the serious one, and the, who was Stephen Page, who sang like this, and then they had the other guy who sang like this. And, um, it, like, he's the one, the and other with guy. with their powers combined. The other, the other guy is the one who sings the theme to the Big Bang Theory. Our whole universe was in a hot, dense state that nearly 14 million years ago expansion started. Wait, the earth began to cool, the autotrophs began to drool, Neanderthals developed tools, we built a wall. We built the pyramids, math, science, history, unraveling the mystery that all started with a Big Bang. They Oh, that's what the Bare Naked Ladies have done recently. They did the theme of the Big Bang Theory. You so, don't say. So they never have to work again. Nope, nope. But they do. They also have a bunch of children's albums. Really? They have a song called 789. Mm. So I can get why they chose that song. Well, they also have a great sense of humor about themselves. Well, yeah, I'm sure they do. Well, except for for Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies. He does not. He actually left the band because he wanted to do serious songs and they wanted to be goofy. Okay. Which kind of mirrors this behind, episode. Yeah, I can get behind like people, like a band that's like, we just want to have fun and make music and, you know, hey, we're not hurting anyone. Yeah. But now Even I'm starting... music isn't necessarily great, they're like, you know what? Now, we're just going to do what we do, you know? I kind of think that this is like an allegory for the Bare Naked Ladies because he, the lead singer of Bare Naked Ladies, thought he wasn't being respected and he left. Nandor didn't think he was being respected and he left and then like when he left the band everyone started the rumors of oh my god did Stephen Page join a cult or like something (laughs) like that so honestly knowing the writers of what we do in the shadows if they base this off like the entire episode was based off of the bare naked ladies (laughs) it would not surprise me bare naked ladies lore god I really hope that's true now it's probably that just some stupid fan theory. But yes, I was obsessed with the Look Bare Naked Ladies. Look at you connecting those dots. I mean, their their music was just so fun. And, you know, you didn't have to be a great singer to sing like them. Well, so. now when I hear this song, this is all I'm going to think about. Well, you might want to keep talking for the podcast because as soon as this episode's over, I'm going to go through their entire discography. Somebody please. You're <laughs> out there. Please help. Notice, notice the nuance when he said, this is where we you." I have found live. myself in a cult and I am reaching out to the outside world. <laughs> You're fine. Please get me out. Woo-hoo-hoo. I want to go clear. <laughs> um, Easy there, Paul Haggis. 
So, what do you think, like, Bare Naked Ladies, that's the cult song here. What do you think is another song that kind of gives you, for whatever reason, like, culty vibes? Okay. Like, you would find it in playing in a cult. You asked me to think about this. You literally asked me that question, and then you walked out of the room. <laughs> um, no, I just said, hey, like, we don't go into great detail about what we're going to discuss before we talk yeah. about it but we give like a baseline of some of the things we'd like to talk about just to you know get our brain juices flowing so there's three songs that i really think okay one is actually kiss me yeah i i think that no i just i'm, I'm thinking of certain cults and certain cult leaders <laughs> and that's like yeah so it's very dark <laughs> um Closing time. I fucking hate that song. Yeah, but doesn't that sound like a cult song? Closing time. Time for you to go out to the places you will be from. I know who I want to take me home. I know who I want to take Some guy... Well, so. anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> one last call for Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, and the third one is, well, anyway, here's Wonderwall. So drink it to the last drop. Jonestown. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Jonestown. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. Yeah. Wonderwall would definitely be the third one. Yeah. Yeah. Because maybe you're going to be the one that saved me. Or to be like really meta, maybe yeah. Jumper by Third Eye Blind. Wish you would step up on that my friend. Oh, yeah. 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 I would understand. I feel like, I feel like all these songs are kind of very similar, right? Yeah, they're all from 1998 to 1999. Well, there we go. Can you put the past away? Our 95 was Wonderwall, so 95 the to 99. The year of cult music. <laughs> or, There's something oh, about them. You know what? Ignore everything I just said. Hootie and the Blowfish. You and me here, we come from different yep. worlds. Yep. Um, personally, I think, and you're going to hate me for this a little bit, Free Falling? <clears throat> I am so mad right now. You can't deny, though. Mm-hmm. Listen, yep. like, listen to the lyrics in your head. Uh-huh. Kind of culty. Mm-hmm. And the other one is Walking on Sunshine by Katrina and the Waves. <laughs> Ow! I'm walking on sunshine. <laughs> Maybe Uptown Girl. Any, like, 80s Billy Joel I don't know about that oh um, 
for the longest time. Oh, there was another song I had picked. Eh, whatever. <laughs> Dance with somebody by Whitney Houston. No, how dare you? <laughs> the goal is to pick a happy song. <laughs> or like a, a melancholy song. Oh, anything by Smashing Pumpkins. I don't know. about Tonight Smashing. Tonight? Eh. Oh. No. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Eh. As long as they don't do anything by the Foo Fighters, that's no. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So the fact that it, it was—I almost said the fact that it was Hootie and the Blowfish. The fact that it was Bare Naked Ladies makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I just love how they end that entire segment with. Jan or Chris Summer looking. I can't tell you exactly why it makes sense, but it just makes sense. Because it's just a nonsensical song, and like they're so back in time that they think that that's uh, a human song. That's like yeah, they're like Nandor literally says later. If I wasn't human, how would I know all the lyrics to this song? It's been one week since you looked at me. Chicken to China, the Chinese chicken. But yeah, so I'm not singing the rest of that. you know i know it (laughs) yeah but yeah i just love the last thing that jan says before they go to the commercial break oh yeah we fucking (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah we fucking (laughs) which you know honestly she's got a rocking body (laughs) she's got a rocking body but yeah um for longest time until 2013 or 2012 until i saw martha marcy marlene i didn't know that people in cults were all having sex with each other well that's not always the case but waco it was manson family it was i think i think sex is a through line in any cult yeah you usually find its way in but there are cults that i'm sure that emphasize not having sex as a method of control yeah it goes both ways it's just dependent upon how you exert control but more often than not cult leaders find themselves in a position where they can you know exploit i'm just saying that i was 25 when i learned this 25 years 25 years 25 years and i i took is a long time scott i took a class in high school and in college psychology and sociology and they taught us about cults in college and high school. College, I understand. High school, that I need you to elaborate more. Like, okay. what did a police officer come into the auditorium, turn his chair around, and be like, hey, guys, let me tell you about some cults. <laughs> no, it was a guy in an all-blue, you know, tracksuit who was like, hey, I'm part of an organization that, you know, we all hang out, we're all buddies. Yeah. Sounds cool, right? Wrong! And he ripped it off, and he had a, a uniform underneath, <laughs> a police officer's uniform. I'm Officer Kalorski, and you've just been busted! Don't join a cult. No, they they showed us movies. <laughs> they showed us the Boy Meets World episode where Sean joins the cult, the Family Guy episode where Meg's friend is, you know, is in a cult, and then they showed us, I think, the movie Holy Smoke. Okay. Which the, wow, they were really worried about you ending up in a cult. Well, not me. It's not like it's not like they had like an assembly just for me. Like, <laughs> where is everybody? Nobody else is here. This is weird. No, it it was like 
they were afraid. You know that there's a, there's like that. When one, I say you, I mean the collective you. They were worried about those kids who were playing like hacky sack and ultimate frisbee out in the <laughs> yard, as they should be. The guy with the acoustic guitar. I just picture the principal going up to that guy, being like, "What are you singing? Bare naked ladies?" And he just smashes it on the ground. This is how it starts, kid. You should thank me. But I was going to play Hootie and the Blowfish. That's worse. But yeah, they showed us. So the the deprogrammer worked on the movie Holy Smoke, which is about a deprogrammer who deprograms um, uh, Kate Winslet. Mm. And um, that one, I think he got in trouble for showing us because uh, the deprogrammer in the movie sleeps with his... Uh, <laughs> Deep Ooh, yeah. yeah, I can't be doing that. Um, yeah, but but that's a movie. That but that's what they showed us. But they didn't let us know that like cult people sleep together. You know, they didn't really go into David Koresh. They're just like, don't go to the Waco compound. What well, were they honestly worried that you somehow find yourself there? <laughs> Yeah, they 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 <laughs> thought they... we were driving cross country and be like, "Hey, where's Waco, Texas?" I mean, I mean, <laughs> I know, like, like, like we said, like charismatic leaders. You know, David Koresh certainly was, was that, but I don't think his point. reach was that far. But also, he was already dead at that point. Okay, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm pretty sure he wasn't even around. Yeah. No, they were just, they're like, oh my God, there's a guy with an electric guitar in a, in a compound. We gotta go. <laughs> no, they, every, every teacher is worried about losing their student to something, whether it's drugs, a cult or vampires, like they're all worried. Mm. They also showed us the Lost Boys too. Yeah. Your grades oh were not, we don't care about that, but the second, you know, you Get start. a touch of that reefer madness. <laughs> the second you start sucking on blood and you're hanging out with Kiefer Sutherland, man, we got to talk. Nandor has left. Mm-hmm. And Colin Robinson's Colin farting. Colin Robinson has. <laughs> farted on everything. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess that is, as he explains how uh, energy, vampires. energy vampires mark their territory. And... Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. He's like, I've taken over Nando's room and I farted on everything and it's starting to feel like home. I love how Guillermo comes in and, and Colin Robinson's like, what are you doing in here? And he's like, oh, I'm just looking for clues of where Nandor might be. He's like, how about this brochure that was laid out right in front of everyone? Yeah, because Guillermo, like he, he misses him. He's like, I need to go figure out what how he's doing yeah it's his best friend meanwhile Nadja and Laszlo are like who is Nandor (laughs) yeah so this is where we get into like the sequence I I love it yeah I love this episode so much this scene in particular because they do a callback because when they're doing the the one week scene they show them doing hula hooping in front of a mirror and mm-hmm. all of the hula hoops are just going because there's no reflection. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then Guillermo shows up to do yeah. yoga with them. And, and Yeah, he's like, I'm just going to check on Nandor. I just want to see how he's doing. And he brings his uh, 
bag gear. of solutions. <laughs> His what? It's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the original movie. Yeah. It's a bag full of solutions. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. The late Luke Perry said that to Buffy. He's like, I got a bag full of solutions. And he opens up this bag with crosses and, you Doesn't know. Doesn't she also just call it Mr. Pointy or Mr. Stabby? That's in the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. God, I miss Luke Perry. I miss Luke Perry so much. I just much. love the contrast with where we see Guillermo when we, because he's had a similar scene like this when he go when he's just discovering his powers and he's trapped in that house with mm-hmm. that family of vampires. The 70s vampires? Yeah, the 70s vampires. Which and was probably also a cult. Yeah, and he has to fight his way out of that. And But he's unsure. He's just like, just trying to make it out. It's very clumsy. This is very controlled. This is, he knows exactly what he's doing. And he's John Wicking it out of here. It reminded me of the scene from um, John Wick 3. The one with all the weapons? Where he goes into the old-timey museum of weapons. Yeah. 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 Um, And it also reminded me of the hallway scene from uh, uh, Daredevil. I think fighting in close quarters is more entertaining as a whole. Because you can kind of get more creative with it. Yeah, and the actor who plays Guillermo, man, can he kick ass? He can move. He he had to... So, like, to be an actor on a TV show like this, you have to take the classes that your character does. So he must have had to go to martial arts classes. Or they must have got him a trainer to teach him how to do... Well, because even though he's not, like, punching anyone or kicking anyone or doing that stuff, you still have to, like... Yeah, Keanu Reeves on The Matrix, the first Matrix movie, he took jujitsu, tai chi, judo, weichiru, karate, kung fu. And well, he cr- was, I mean, he had, what, three, four movies to get through? That's just the first one. Mm. <laughs> Which they didn't okay. even know there was wow. going to be a sequel. Right. This is one scene. Right. So, I'm, I, of course, I'm sure he took lessons. But- right. But man, he, I don't think we can say they were as expansive as anything Keanu Reeves did. Which, speaking of Keanu Reeves, did you hear what he just did for his crew? It's probably the same thing that he's done for all of his crews. But for is, the for the um, the uh, is it John Wick Four or is it John Nick? Wick Four? Yeah, John Wick Four for the uh, the stunt team. Mm-hmm. He gave them each a personalized Rolex watch, valued each I think over like ten grand. Each inscribed with a personal message. We do not deserve Keanu Reeves. Well, you heard what he did on the Matrix sequels, right? I'm I'm sure it's he just forgoed his his salary to give it to the stunt crew because he heard they didn't have health insurance. Oh, and then he gave them. E- and when Keanu. <laughs> Yeah, he like had it go towards them. Just such a delightful, kind man. Also, he get he he makes the money back because he gets the proceeds. He gets a percentage too. Gold star. He's such a good man. Gold star for your Keanu. <laughs> but yeah, Guillermo, the scene the scene in question when he's going through with the guy on the hula hoop, and it just cuts back to him. Beating the shit out of this guy. And Nandor's like, oh no, that's Jeremy. Fuck Jeremy. I love too how when they show when Guillermo first arrives there 
and they're kind of everybody's kind of sniffing him out because of course they're all still technically vampires and they can smell a vampire hunter i i don't think at this point they've determined he's a vampire hunter I think that's the genius of Guillermo. He does not read as a vampire hunter. He's not strutting his way in there with like a trench coat and, you know, his stabby sticks. I still love that he still has his dicky on underneath. Yeah. Still has his little turtleneck. Because mm. he's got to be comfortable. Oh, yeah. When Jan, when Jan. Goes, yeah, she's like, hold the phone. Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing here, Be- Guillermo? But that's, again, with cults. It's like, even if you think you're going to blend in like you're an outsider, she's establishing him as an other, and she's making him the enemy from the get-go. Yeah. Also, does she do... Because he hasn't been screened. For for Nandor, does she do the cult leader thing where she says his name multiple times, makes eye contact? What, Nandy? No, no, the the first time. Like when she's trying to recruit him. Oh, yeah. Okay, I couldn't remember if she did yeah. that. Because we, ta- we spent 20 minutes in the Boy Meets World episode talking yeah. about how the guy goes, well, Sean, you can't judge a book by its cover, Sean. Don't, you know, judge people before you get to know them, Sean. Well, it's like that old saying, like, the sweetest sound is your own name, I guess. Yeah. I forget what the exact See, that's also how is. I know I wouldn't get involved with the cult because I'm, my name's fine, but like, Hearing my name. <laughs> I don't need to hear it multiple times a well, day. Well, not just that, but but like I make this joke all the time, but it just reminds me of toilet paper. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it, it, I, when I used to do stand-up, I, I always used to say that my parents named my sister after the Torah, and they named me after the toilet paper they found in the hospital bathroom. <laughs> like, and my mom's like, no, we didn't. And my dad's like, meh. he was teasing he was teasing yes but yeah so i just love the fact that she kind of does the reverse name calling it and she goes well guillermo we don't need you here so get the fuck out yeah and then he takes the you do not belong then he takes the adidas bottle filled with holy water yeah and he's spraying it in people's faces he's like he's like a the people at the mall who's like are like, oh, here you want to try this scent, but it's just deadly. <laughs> ah, my eyes! <laughs> God damn it! Obsession by Calvin Klein. Why? <laughs> it's that level of attacking. Usher's cologne. Ah! Did I tell you that that happened to me when I worked at the Gap? I, oh, I'm sure it did. I, not at the Gap. The, the Gap's fragrances are lovely get the gaps fragrances people no i I love how you're still trying to sell gap i love the gap gap has fine clothing for people at reasonable prices use the promo code wbbb anyways now you sound like you're in a cult (laughs) anyways to to get to the store i had to cut through macy's Uh and usher's cologne just came out because this was 2005 and they're like you got attacked yeah and she literally sprayed me in the eyes and i let out a ah (laughs) so so i showed up to work and my eyes were bloodshot and they're like are you okay what happened to you usher happened to me and then like my manager came out and his eyes were red too and i'm like usher and he's like usher how the hell am i supposed to leave (laughs) man talk about my boo 
Mm. This is my confession part two. Uh, another Usher song. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, so we, uh, Guillermo is literally pulling Nandor through the hallway. And Nandor, who's at this point fully brainwashed, he's become full human question mark. Yeah. He's like, oh, I can't fight back because that's not what a human would do. Because Nandor, vampire Nandor, could just launch Guillermo yeah. into the ceiling. Right. Probably the next street over. Yeah. But here, he's just like, oh, no. Stamos, Nandor. <laughs> he looks like John Stamos. Like, with the hair. Yep, and the tiny short shorts. In the tiny shorts. Those are, I really thought that we and were going to see. Tiny shorts, long shirt. I really thought that a testicle was going to pop out. I mean. <laughs> you did too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Those are t- anytime you see those kind of shorts. I mean, on you're when, just expecting the test. Oh, when Scary Met Stabby, we were talking about Friday the Thirteenth and Kevin Bacon's tiny shorts. These put Kevin Bacon's tiny shorts to shame. Anytime I see those shorts, expect the testy. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Hashtag expecty the testy. <laughs> Worst, You're welcome. Worst pop-up book ever. <laughs> or it's like a jack in the box. Ah! Oh, so much hair. <laughs> but uh so we got the the spray. Yeah. The water bottle. The, the holy hoop. the holy water water bottle. The hula hoop. The hula hoop. We've got the stick. He actually no. He doesn't use the sticks. No, he doesn't. Right. He, he shoves. He literally throws one through the ceiling. There's a technical stakes. Why do I keep saying sticks? I don't know. The sticks. Yeah, he's he's using corn dogs. Yeah, he's using he's hot dogs pu- on the stick. Yeah, he's punching and kicking his way out of here at an impressive speed, and finally they get out the door. He throws Nandor in the car. Buckles him in. Like a child. Like a child. <laughs> We're leaving Disney World. You had enough fun today. <laughs> and they make it, you know, a couple blocks and they pull over. And Nandor is like, did you ever stop to think that I might have found fulfillment like here? And Guillermo's like, I don't care. Yeah, you're brainwashed. We have to deprogram you now. And the fact as that, if I didn't have enough work to do, and the fact that no one pays attention to Guillermo at all, that they didn't notice that he put silver lined, silver nitrate lined, yeah, seat belts. Seat belts. I just love ah, you bitch. <laughs> Does he say that? Yeah, I missed that part. And then they they do a callback to season the season three premiere. Yep. Yep. Nandor is now in the cage. Yeah. And that's where we get the pee-pee talk. Yeah. Guys, guys, I did a thing. (laughs) Oh, is it your (laughs) pee-pee? What have you done to your (laughs) pee-pee? I didn't do anything to my pee-pee. You've never been more interesting. (laughs) I just love how terrified they all are. Nandor is just standing in the cage. and He's just waving like, hey, guys. 
Christ. I'm not brainwashed. And they know right away that he's brainwashed. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, who's the name that, that, uh, Colin, is it Patty Highcrinkle? Yes. It's one of the, it's one of Patricia. the Charles, yeah. Yeah. Patricia, Pat- Patri- Patricia. Her crinkle. It was crinkle. Something, something crinkle. High crinkle. No, I don't think it was high crinkle. Crinkle time? <laughs> I order crinkle cut. <laughs> It was one of the Charles Manson gang. Yeah. But, but yeah, that that's what <laughs> Crinkle Cut French Fries said. <laughs> but yeah, and that's just how the episode ends. Well, not quite. Or does it? Because they show uh, the classic cult leader switch. Where yeah, they've been doing that a lot lately when, on the show. They've been just doing when, Marvel. Um, uh, her crew, they're like, oh, what do we do now? You know, and they, they start you to promise turn, nothing bad was going to happen. You promised nothing bad was going to happen to us. And of course, like so many cult leaders before her, I don't know the technical term for it. There is one, but it's, yeah. Oh, it's like um, the doomsday mm-hmm. portion of the cult. Yeah. But you, they cult leaders specifically use that as a method of control and also to... like just switch things up um it's it's a way of uniting your cults Mm -hmm. yeah for a cause but also isolating them at the same time right and so she's like okay it's finally time you're ready you're ready to go full human you're gonna meet the sun and then okay so this is my question we're gonna burn away the last of, the last of your vampirism. There has to be at least fifty to hundred people in this cult, right? Well, no, we see about like roughly like twenty here. Okay, well, my point still stands. The first five definitely would walk in. By six or ten, when you see all of the flames. No, but that they're again they they think like this is again the last of their vampirism is burning away like that's just how deep they are and then she says okay back to the drawing board yep and that's how the episode this is what we like to call a shortcut yeah so on on a whole in terms of like the entire series yeah the fact that like the b story isn't really anything more than Colin Robinson farting on things. Yeah. There it's it's there's almost no B story. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like what we talked about with Rick and Morty. Mm. It's okay, but I would have loved at least a little more Laszlo. I mean, yeah. A little more Laszlo. But we kind of get that though with the vampire depression bit. Yeah. I think altogether reflecting on it it's pretty well balanced yeah i mean it just it seems like such a fast episode it's very smooth it Mm -hmm. does not feel like it's 22 minutes yeah and just human nandor god i kind of hope that funko makes an action figure of him (laughs) like they did with the uh ready player one action figures have we gotten uh what we do in the shadows funko pops well, there's what we do in the shadows, Funko Pops, but like sometimes they actually do action figures. Ah, uh, like okay. there's a line of Golden Girls action figures from Funko. 
okay. But I want a human Nandor action figure. <laughs> just to display on the shelf. Because he just looks so happy. <laughs> he really does. So, how many bagels? I gotta give it a full 13. I enjoyed this episode so much, and I know I'm gonna go back to it again. I mean, we've uncovered so many other, like, layers to it. Mm-hmm. So, it just makes me appreciate it more. I'm going with 12. I wanted more B story, but, you know, it, it is... I'm fine with less B story. I just wanted more... I mean, you always want more Laszlo. I do. I mean, because we could have easily done Jackie Daytona. That's another one that doesn't have a ton of B story. That's why I like this one. It, yeah. it kind of echoes the the Jackie Daytona. Well, episode. it is. I guess what they're going to do now is the eighth episode of every season is going to just be focusing on one character. Mm. Because the eighth episode was Jackie Daytona. Last Did we year. already get the Nadja version of that? Was that the the Jask yeah. episode? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, do you want to promote anything? Uh, Keanu Reeves. Okay. <laughs> Stellar human being. Sensational actor. Um, I have a, another podcast called Hell is a Musical. Mm-hmm. On the Zero Science Network. I also have a mini-series on the Zero Science Network that is coming to conclusion this week. It's called When Scary Met Stabby. Talked about it before. Yep. Um, I was on an episode. Haley was on the 28 Days Later Yeah, so episode. I'll promote that too. <laughs> Why not? So yeah, we're ending that series, that mini-series with Halloween. Mm-hmm. You can find all of those podcasts on the Zero Science Network. We're our own thing. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. Find us wherever you can find podcasts. Rate us on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. Please and thank you. Give us five stars. And until next time, sweetie, thanks for doing this. You're welcome. I'm Scott Curlin. Bye. Bye.